And welcome to Expose Dragged Out, the podcast where I talk to some individuals who were on a show called RuPaul's Drag Race. Some hit it big, other ones went home too early. Today, we are chatting with the one, the only, from season two of RuPaul's Drag Race. It is Mystique Summers. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I am good. You are in Texas. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in Dallas. Like, I think it's like 65 degrees or 50 degrees. <gasps> so I kind of got the heat on for a moment. Well, now I got the air on because I'm like, I don't want <laughs> to be the hot. Sound. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, let me turn my fan on that's over here. <laughs> I would love to know about you when you were growing up. Where did you grow up? I grew up in um, Chicago, Illinois. And what was life like when you were a little youngin? Were you like, creative, shy, what was your personality? Oh, I'm still the same way I am. I was back then, I am now, I'm still antisocial. A lot of people, they don't believe that. But, you know, I'm a big gamer, so all me, me and my friends, well, the three friends that I had, that I hung out with, all we did was just game all day long, and that's it. And band. Oh, and band, what instrument did you play? What instrument I didn't play. Oh! <laughs> so You, you did no. a lot. Yeah, yeah, like like I started with the uh, contra bass clarinet, then I went to the bass clarinet, then the clarinet, then I played flute, then I did um, a little bit of trumpet, tenor saxophone, and then learning tuba. That's like everything. <laughs> you were the full orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you would play games and you were a gamer when you were younger. What was yeah. your um, station of choice? Like what was your gaming console? Well, back, back then it was only like two, but it was like, good old, you know, Super Nintendo. And then, you know, Sega, then I, I kind of think I probably almost had every single gaming platform back then. Because my mom used to always, you know, Christmas time, okay, everybody, mm -hmm. this gift is for everybody. But I was the youngest child, so I was like, no, this gift is mine. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. This is mine. You know how it goes. Yeah, I, I know exactly how it goes. Anytime <laughs> my mom would make me do that to my brother, I was like, mm, no, I no, think there's only one mine. person. Yeah, it's mine. It's going to my room. Did, did you, as a child, like, when did you think that you started to feel that, hey, maybe I am not as straight as they can come? Not as straight as they come. I was the butchest person on my block, okay? No, uh, <laughs> no. Um, it was probably when, I'll probably say when I was um, like 16, 17, because that's when I moved to Texas. And then I was just like, okay, no one knows me. Let me just experiment and just play around and do all this crazy crap. And then you, know, you, you decided you know. one day that you wanted to do drag. Do you? Well, that, that, that was by mistake. If I didn't do drag, I'd be rich right now. But <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. So if you weren't doing drag, what did you want to do? What was your, your goal? Okay, so a lot of people know if I would have stayed in Illinois and I didn't, didn't pursue the whole drag, blah, 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 I would have probably been a um, band teacher. Nine times out of ten, I'd probably been a band teacher. Then I was like, oh, I should have went to school to be a lawyer. But I was like, that's too much schooling. <laughs> so band teacher to lawyer, I'm just like, yeah. Now I just play in makeup and skincare. Oh, hey. so, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, your skin looks flawless. Your makeup oh, looks you. flawless. 
Do you do you remember the first time you actually performed in drag? I'm not talking about like dressing up or like for Halloween, but like actually on a stage. Yeah, it was um down down here in Texas. It was at a club called Club Changes. I remember my outfit, the song, my homegirl painted me. I had pencil thin eyebrows. I think I got the picture on my Facebook somewhere. Like real, like I'm talking about like good old, like probably thinner than this. Just pen- <gasps> like it was. My eyebrows was arched to nothing. Like you could have had an eraser and erased my eyebrow. It was that thin. I had like, what did I have? I had, um, it was like this black type of pantsuit. Mm-hmm. And I did, Deborah Cox, nobody's supposed to be here. You know, the typical, <gasps> typical nobody's drag supposed to be here. You know. But you you did it and you ended up doing it for how, how long did you do drag before you got on Drag Race? It uh, has been like four or five years, I think. I have to re- remember how old I was when I went on Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, I want to say like four or five years. How did you hear about Drag Race? Did you watch the first season? And like, how big was it at that time in the drag community? Because I've talked to multiple people and like I talked to Merle Ginsburg and she basically was saying that they didn't even think that anything was going to happen after that first season. Was oh, it- no, I love Merle. I love her. That's my bitch. I love her as a judge. She's love amazing. her as a judge. But no, the first time, like, in the whole scene, no one, everybody was just like, what's this TV show about drag that's coming out? Like, I think I did, ca- I think I did a casting for it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I wasn't going to do a casting. I was like, okay, they have another season. I'm going to try out. Because I was like, one of those, like, okay, it's the first time I need to see what's, what's going to happen first off. Before I'd be like, oh, let me toss my hat in this shit. But no, it wasn't, it wasn't big. It was still, you know, it was still on, I think back then it was just on Logo. Season uh-huh. two was on Logo and VH1. So it was still on the underground scenes where everything was still real and just truthful. Almost like real world. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as big and popular as it is now where everybody's like, oh my God, to be, to be an entertainer, to be the best drag queen ever, or wait, don't want to say drag queen, don't want to offend nobody, to be the best drag entertainer ever or drag performer, you, you have to be on Drag Race. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody thinks it is. And it's just like, "Mm, no, no. Well, one thing that I do anytime I interview somebody is I just go back and watch all of the episodes and all the untucks that they're in just to like get an actual refresher. So I'm not like relying on knowledge from so long ago. Right. But I will say the following. We're the reason why these bitches get $20,000 booking fees. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I, I literally watched season two and the untucks and I, in that moment, thought to myself, you were treated so wrong. A lot of people are talking about, like, if season two was aired now, it would be a little crazy because people were like, oh, my God, Miss Zeke, you were fat shamed. You was this, you was that, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, back then, it's like, that's kind of how Canadian girls are. So it's just like, it's just like, you just roll, you just roll it off and just keep going yeah, I, I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, that's probably the harshest I've seen. And also, it wasn't just like one person ganging up. It wasn't like a Tamisha Amon and Candy Muse fight or anything like that. It was literally right. so many girls were saying so many negative things about you. And then like your weight would get brought up. And I thought in my head, I was like, I thought we were like, I, I didn't know. Like you said, it felt like the real world. It felt very much like cattiness, like old reality school TV. But I guess like looking back, that was 2010, exactly. I guess. Yeah. And that was 
reality TV one on one. Do you think if you would come on Drag Race, like let's say that you didn't do season two and you came on at a later date, like something current, do you think that you would have the same reception from the girls? The casting process, they got to do too much shit in 10 minutes. I don't got time for all this. I'm not, no. That is too much shit in 10 minutes. Then you got to, you know, mortgage your house to pay for drag. To do, I, no. No, I am happy on my early, my early season. I am good. It's when everything was truthful and heartfelt. And it's like, like, like I tell everybody, we all hate each other. Everyone sees too, we may hate each other. But we are the only ones that can hate each other. No one else can jump in and say say anything because we'll jump on we jump on t- on the attack. Mm-hmm. Well, let's speak about that attack. the <laughs> The big moment that literally became reality show gold. You've been known as the the start of the meme queen. Like you have had it all with your untucked fight. Looking yeah. back on that, do you think it's iconic? I didn't think it was going to be that iconic. The thing is, so with me, I don't think I'm funny. That's why I can really? never do stand up. Yeah, I can, I can never do stand up because I can't, I'm not that type of person. But let me just stand up and talk. I'm the one that's like, I got to have a conversation with somebody and we're just joking around. And then I'll say some crazy off the wall stuff that people are like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. I didn't think, <laughs> I, I don't think, think of it like that. It's, it's like all my off the wall moments is stuff that I'm like, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, mm. like the whole Bishop Chicago thing that everybody, uh-huh. like all these years, I still need to check World of Wonder. But anyway, f- for that to blow up, how, how big it blew up, I was just like, oh, I was like, wow. Like, mm. I just like think about it all the time now. I mean, those untucked moments were the moments. You guys were in what? And like, it looked like an office. Was that what it was? Like a little office room? It was like, yeah, it was an office room. It was like, we were leaving, we were going from, what the untucked lounge to the other lounge back to the main stage Uh so we were in the hallway going back to the main stage when all this when it all occurred like a good old not not jerry springer good old mark murray when i say murray bovitt yeah yeah you are not the father and the camera crew just came running (sighs) and then i wish they would have showed it we showed them just running to running into it because because that they got the tail end of it and so there was more, there was some more juice at the first. Well, well the thing is we, we were by ourselves. So nothing, we were just going off. And then it, they got the tell the tell end of it. And you know, that's the history. Well, <laughs> from your season, you know, you've had people like Tatiana, you've had, you know, Nicole Page Brooks, you've had Kylie Sonique Love, you've had uh, a lot of girls that are, you know, kind of coming back into the spotlight with like Kylie, you know, re- being the winner of All-Stars 6, Tatiana came on All-Stars 2. Season 2 is starting to get a little bit of love in the All-Star department. I are, No, I already told people. Kylie messed it up for us. She shouldn't have won. Because now she won, so they said, we don't need no more Season 2, bitches. We, we already got a winner. <laughs> I was like, this bitch just fucked it up for all of us. You know, so, that's, that's probably like- true. I'm like, like, damn, bitch, why you have to win right now? Like, like, bitch, me, Jessica, and Nicole still had that got a chance to go on. Like, damn, you just won. And I just said, okay, X off season two. Let's move on. What was the drag like prior to your season of Drag Race? And then when everything started blowing up, probably within the past five, six years, mainstream, 
Did you see a difference in um, club gigs and gigs that you do around town and stuff and bookings? Like, did things change for you at all? My whole style is always the gown, bitch. Always a gown, no matter what. Or a cat, good old cat suit. But I'm always about gowns, gowns, gowns. Like, after Drag Race, you know, people start approaching you differently. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, my God, I want to book you for this X, Y, Z. You know, just for, you know, publicity type of thing, things like that. But it's just, like, back, back then, it didn't really hardcore change. Because, again... It was just on VH1 and Logo, like at two o'clock in the morning, and that, that people are like, "Okay, let me watch it." It's like, okay, it wasn't as known as like now. You go on the show, you come off, everybody's trying to mimic your drag look, and everything all across town. Do you feel like you have your own personal identity because you came in an earlier season? Correct. I like to call myself. Well, I'm not a one trick pony. Like I call a lot, a lot of people. Like, like I tell everybody that starts on the drag, you go find, find an entertainer that you love. You, it's okay to mimic what they're doing. Then you need to tweak it and make your own identity out of all of it. That's why all my looks, I cannot recreate um, any of my drag, my makeup looks. It's all like one, one time. That's why you got my good old brow now. Tonight, I got to entertain for a pageant. I may block out my brow and, you know, have it touching my hairline, like old school mystique. You know, it just all varies. It's just nowadays, everybody relies on YouTube and Instagram for the same look and the same way to do things. And they all just look cookie cutter. Yeah. And they all follow this mold. And it's like, well, there was drag before that mold of each season and how that's progressed. And I, I love that you said that, you know, you would, you probably will change your eyebrows and everything tonight and do something totally different because you're using a creative outlet and you are becoming like a different version of mystique. So I, I I love that, that you're still able to do that. Why? Thank you. You know, you can't be a cookie cutter. You can't be a one trick pony where you look and be like, okay, all y'all look alike. Okay. So I tell everybody, Whenever they're like, oh my God, you're so mean, you're this. I'm like, I'm not mean, I'm telling the truth. Or they're like, oh my God, you're reading all these people. It's like, it's not a read if it's the truth. I'm like, I just speak truth. I don't know how, I can't differentiate anything. That's why I'm like, I can't, I can't read nobody or give shade because my, mine is just the truth and, you know, truth hurts. And I'm just going to hit you right there where it'd be like, bitch, you going to fight me or what? <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah. And the thing too, I, I loved your personality on Drag Race. I think that you have a very, I would describe your personality, I may be incorrect, you can gladly go at, but um, I think that you are like an extroverted introvert. Does that make Correct. sense? Correct. So like when, when that light is on you, you are the pure diva stage, everything. When that light's off of you, you're paying attention to what's around you. Correct. I'm a people watcher. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to talk to somebody and I'm going to look at their body language while they're talking to me to see. I'm analyzing them and be like, okay, why are you lying? To me? In my head, I'm like, why are you lying to me? Like, like to hell, you know. Um, I went through a Reddit thread that you didn't ask me anything years ago. And there was something in there that I want to ask you about. You said, somebody asked oh, you. Sure. What? I might have been drinking back then. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You said, uh, somebody asked you, what's the shadiest thing that happened behind the scenes? I'm not talking about the girls. I'm talking about production stuff. You said, I wish I had the raw footage for episode three. Did something go on? 
Girl, I'm trying to get on the All Stars now. You can't be, you can't be fucking me up like this. Mm, but was it something about you? Was it something about the girls? Was it? Oh, 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 how can I say this? It wasn't. It wasn't perceived as it was shown. A little finagle, finagle. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, like that good old, like that good old song that just came out. Don't blame it on the edit. <laughs> <laughs> That edit, that I have been dying watching his videos. I am like, RuPaul, did your social media person quit? Did they quit and they scared you phone? And we're like, don't, don't blame, blame it, it on, on the, the edit. edit. <laughs> don't blame it on the edit. <laughs> oh, so good. So you you would come back for an all-stars if you were asked. Correct. If I was asked. A lot of people ask me that, like, oh, you should go back, you should go back. What's stopping you? Just tell me you want to go back. I'm like, it's not what's stopping me. It's y'all. It's the viewers. If the viewers want to see me or see any girl back, they just have to request, request, request. Mm-hmm. Because if not, you're going to see the same old cookie cutter each and every every other month of an all-star that airs. I want, I would love to see you back on because I'm like, you gave such a, oh, you're, when you had walked down the runway, your, your like drive and who you were as a character, I mean, your split was iconic. You had so many moments when you left the show what was reception like uh, it was it was good it was good like like leaving you know back then everybody we were all type a personalities so we we're all bitches you know fuck everybody fuck you know fuck you fuck your mama it's just it's just just you know it's what it is but leaving it i was just like look like i said that back then it's it's Take me as I am or as nothing as all. I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to sell my soul just for 15 minutes of pain. You know, some people are willing, willing to sell their soul for 15 minutes of pain. I'm not because I still got to go home and live, live my life. And my people who really know me are going to be like, what the fuck was that? That was not, that's not you. Why the fuck were you acting like that? Like, no. And, my, and me personally, I come from old school drag race. We're down to fight. So, you know, this whole keyboard warrior thug, if I were to act a certain way, you know, people would have went off on, on the internet or face-to-face, and then, you know, I would have been locked up probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't think about that. Like, if if your season, like we discussed, like, were to have aired now, what do you think the fan reception would have been like towards you? Oh, it would probably been the, been the same, probably. They would have went on, the trolls and stuff would have went on, and be like, oh, yeah, that fat bitch, and blah, 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 and all that shit. You know, monkey see, monkey do, good old keyboard warriors. Oh, but you would have come back. I know you would have. You would have been like. No, that's that's the thing. So everybody is always like, don't read comments. Don't don't talk, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I read all the comments. Talk, talk back. But you cannot show what upsets you to the keyboard thugs. Because if you do, they know what's going to hurt you. And they're going to keep coming back with that same old, same old. So me personally, I comment back and be like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry that you didn't like me, but according to your photos, you might want to go back to the dentist. And then I'll just post photos. I'm one of those. I'm one of those. Again, again, like I told you, I don't know how to read. I don't know nothing. I go for the juggler. I'm going to go to your Facebook page. I'm going to go to your page and get your pictures and be like, why are you talking to me when you're looking like this? When you can color match your face properly to foundation, then talk to me. When your eyebrows can be identical twins, not distant relatives, then talk to me. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I mean, you're unapologetically you and that's right. a great part about it. And that's actually very funny. I think that no, 
it, it's a thing that that people are losing about drag and uh, entertainer. It's like I created this entertainer. This is who this entertainer is. I'm sorry it hurts your feelings, but I'm not changing my entertainer style to to fit your mold and your feelings and make you feel safe and you know loved in the world. No, maybe no. There's some too many people out there. No. And it's kind of like, too, if you think about it logically, you have multiple different genres of like movies. You have like horror movies and comedy movies and action movies. And an action star is probably not going to do well in a comedy movie or whatever. So like you don't want to you can't really compare. Right. right. But people, the they, people, the fan base, the toxic fan base, they just like to compare, compare everybody to their fan favorite. If you do anything, be like, oh my God, you're doing the, let's say, oh my God, you're doing the Trixie Mattel. And you'd be like, bitch, I've been doing this before Trixie ever did this. How the fuck am I doing the Trixie Mattel? Oh my God, you're doing XYZ. Bitch, I've been doing this long. Just because you just recently seen this show does not mean that it's brand new, baby. And I I die because I talk... <laughs> I um, talked to the princess a while back and she told me she was like people come up to me and will be like you should audition for Drag Race and I'm like honey did you not watch the earlier season I've already been on it's like get with the times oh no people people all they know about Drag Race is like season 10 and up and that's Mm -hmm. it when you started crafting Mystique and you started coming up with, you know, your drag persona, where did you learn how to do all of your makeup and learn how to do like, you know, being able to pad your body and being able to like find wigs and stuff? How did you get into that process? Because I know from doing just Halloween costumes that I get so frustrated and mad and I'm like, I don't get how these girls do it. How did well, you now- start? Nowadays, these girls got to fucking easy. They have it real easy because, like, for me, <clears throat> I'm self-taught with makeup. But no, completely self-taught. Nowadays, they got Instagram and YouTube. For your body, you have to find people that, you know, other queens that, that's down to make a body for you. That's down to find the couch cushion or you find a couch cushion and they cut it up for you. If they like you for a good price. Nowadays, they can just go online on Drag Swap, Ally Express, or whatever, and find a way to get their entire body. They they got it easy nowadays. They just got it too damn easy. When you do did your makeup like prior, and you said that you're self taught, would you just like look in a mirror and just dibble and dabble, or did you have like inspiration pictures, or how did you end up doing that? No, so so I have a bachelor's in visual communication. So anytime I see anything, I can look at somebody's eye, like I look and I can like take it apart because with me, I look at something and I see shapes. So I'm like, okay, that shape goes there, 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 there. And then I just do it on myself. I'm just stunned and shocked because you, well, no. you look flawless. Well, no, like, the makeup really, is flawless. I'm about to really fuck you up with this one. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm slightly colorblind as well. Stop. <laughs> really? Yeah. Certain shades. Yeah. Cer- certain colors. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can see that like going so horribly wrong sometimes. <laughs> as, long, as long as you, if it goes wrong, you just play it off like you did it on purpose and you have that personality just like, yeah, I did it and what? No one's going to say nothing. That's truly the art of a drag queen. Like I think that you have the art. I think like what we've been discussing too, is just so interesting that, yeah, drag is an art 
still, you know, by a lot of the girls who go on the show, but then you come into the play of like, all right, you have not the same two to three designers making everybody's outfits. You have all of these things that like, who, who is somebody's identity now? Like you start losing that actual part of the drag identity. Well, you don't know who's the current seasons. You don't know whose identity is who anymore. You don't know who the person is at all. Because it's not who that person, the clothing wise, because we have to make our own stuff on the show. Uh, or we have everybody that was on, on the show when they brought stuff, it was a different seamstress. So you just saw all different, different qualities of different stuff that shows who they are. Nowadays, it's all about who got the biggest budget and the biggest pocketbook to wear something super duper flashy because you can wear something super duper flashy, but if it's not your style, you're not going to be able to sell it. Mm-hmm. That's why I only mess with, I, I have like, I think like two designers or three and that's it. I'm not going to go to somebody random for the first time, but I, uh, Hey, make me this for, for drag race because I don't know their work or how, how to move in it, or mm-hmm. they don't know anything about me. They just know, okay, here's your measurements. Let me do this for you. See, I didn't think about that either, about just passing some your measurements off, giving somebody a category and being like, have fun. Right. So describe for me how Texas is in the drag scene. It's all, it's pretty much, it's all about pageantry out here. It's, it's the big, it's, it's the South. It's all about pageants, the big hair, big makeup, pageant. But now, now nowadays, because of um, when Sharon Needles was on the show, it became a little bit more, more spooky drag start coming out. That's what a lot, a lot of people call it. Just, and then Dragula came out, and now you have more, more of the alternative type of drag styles that's out there now. Texas is all about the pageantry state, but you still have the shows where people have the alternative look. And, you know, some people are just like, I don't understand that. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You're supposed to be just pretty and proper and stuff like that. But you're over here just gobbling blood and stuff like, ooh, you know, things, things like that. It's pretty much, it's, it's accepting of all, all types of drag. What is um, like nightlife like out there? Is there, are there multiple places that you can go and see a drag show? Like how is, is there a strip? Like what's the- well, we call it the gayborhood. Like mm-hmm. you can go to the Rose Room in Dallas. They have shows, they have their talent night on Thursdays. They have shows Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Marty's, they have shows on, they have a talent night on Monday, talent night on Tuesday with Kennedy. And then they have shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Roundup has shows that's across the street from S4 or Rose Room. They have shows on Wednesdays and Thursdays and I think Fridays. Then we have a lot of brunches. Like if you want to see, see a show, you can see a show as long as it's not like on a like a, a off day, off day. You mentioned Kennedy and, you know, she's a fellow uh, Texas sister. Do you work a lot with her? Actually, I don't. I see her, I, I see her a lot. I go support her shows whenever mm-hmm. I, I can on a Tuesday. I'm like, okay, on Tuesday, let me just go out, hang out, support, support. I'm one of, I'm one of those type that if you ask me to come out to support, I'm going to, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to come out and support because that's what it's all, all about. Mm-hmm. So pretty much I just go out. I see her on like a Tuesday and support her whenever she's in town. You said support and that just brought something in my mind. I would love to know. I have thought something in my head, but I would like either confirmation or denial. Has tipping for drag queens in the past couple of years gone down? Because I feel like when I go to shows, I don't see people with dollars as much as I used to see. And it just shocks me because I feel like there's a lot of people that 
um, kind of see drag it, in the mainstream? It could be, yes. Just depend on the area and the show that you're in. Because if it's a high cover to get in, people are going to like, okay, I have to hit this high cover and I'm trying to drink. I don't have that much money to, to see the queens. Which is, you know, with, with me, it's perfectly fine. As long as you tip in the bartenders and all that stuff, that means you're making me money still because the bar still has to pay me. Mm-hmm. But like it kind it kind of is going down, and it could be that the people that went to see see the show, those entertainers are doing the same thing over and over and over, and they're bored, and they're like, okay, I'm not going to tip, or they're not accustomed to tipping, and whoever the MC is is not giving like the proper way, like, hey, this was going to go down. It's pretty much like you're at a strip club, you know, they're going to dance around, make pull out your dollars and everything. I know. Some places I've been been to, they don't have people walk around like, hey, who needs change for a 20? Who needs like, Mm -hmm. you know, to encourage the tipping? What would you say your favorite part about becoming Mystique is? Probably it'll probably be a tie with the performance and the makeup. When, When you come up with performances for songs, I remember I saw you. Oh, my gosh. Is it three, four, what, four or five years ago at Mickey's? Were you oh, at Mickey's? Yeah. Showgirls? Yeah. 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 And it was a, a Whitney number. Yeah. Iconic 10-minute Whitney. Yes. yes. Oh. Yeah. It's, um, really, it's really a 15-minute Whitney. I just cut it down to 10 minutes. Wait, wait. So, so is it, how many songs is it? Is it the 15? It's longer. Yeah. It, it adds, you give me good love. And then it start calling out, you know, it, it call out all the the other entertainers that was there with her performing it, like you know Mariah Carey, and, mm-hmm. and you know. But I was like, I was like, okay, I was like, fifteen minutes is gonna be a little much. Let me just hit this ten minute where it's the iconic part and fade the silent. We're done. Do you is is like Whitney like one of your your faves to perform to? Yes, I'm pretty much one of them old school the old school dragon dragon entertainers. I like to perform songs that's going to make you feel emotions. Mm. Like, like nowadays, it's not the many new school songs that's like make you feel any type of thing because it's the same way. And it's just like a two and a half minute number. And I'm like, two and a half minutes? Bitch, I'm not about to be out here for no two and a half minutes for, for, this, damn, for this one damn song. Bitch, y'all better put this on repeat or something and make it like a four minute number. But damn... You just need the. I think the only person who can make you feel emotions right now is just Adele. So just putting on uh-uh, the whole Adele. Uh-uh, no, nope. you're like no, 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 because everybody's already doing that. I'm good. Let me get my Patty Labelle. I go old school. <laughs> let me let me let me get the other shit. No, man. When it comes to um, what has happened since and what has been your experience after drag drag race, would you say that it? helped your career or would you say it negatively impacted your career well no it it pretty much helped because it got my name out there to people who who probably never know known me it's like you know it, it's a double-edged sword to things because you know some places are like oh i'm not gonna book you because you're 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 a drag racer and we had bad experiences with other drag racers before but uh, you know it's just a double-edged sword so it's, it's a lot of positives and negatives to that but, yeah. you know, you just got to just work through it. And the positive should outweigh the negatives. And you just roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Also, you look a lot thinner. You've been losing weight. I see I that. Because, no, uh, because of COVID, I gained weight. 
But, oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like on the show, I was 390 on the show. I never, I never looked my way. That's the thing with me. I, I never looked my way. The lowest I got down to was 215. People thought I was like under 200 pounds. I was like, no, I'm 215. I think now I'm like at 240-ish maybe. I've not got, got on the scale. She, she's been sitting in the corner looking at me. And I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. But, this, but good old COVID and lockdown, I'm like, well, I'm not performing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just stuck in this house ordering um good old Domino's five for five so I'm just like okay let's go and you know too the same thing happens to me and I do this thing too because I'll be like listening to podcasts or watching interviews with things and people will be like it's a really bad time for your mental health take care of yourself eat that and you know I go you know what I will eat that I will yeah, not I go to the I, gym today yeah, yeah yep you're gonna eat that and you're gonna be like well damn it I shouldn't have ate that Exactly. You know, you, that pizza tastes good eating it. And then it's that after effect the next morning where I'm like, no, I was fine with that. <laughs> what got me was when, whenever I had to do, do, do my, tel- my, my checkup with my doctor via, via cast. And she, she's like, okay, everything looks good. She's like, so your face is getting a little round, getting a little fat. What you doing? And I was just like, wait a minute and this is this is no one has ever said something where i'm just like shocked and appalled in the video when she said that, i was like wait what she was like yeah what are you doing because your face is getting a little round i was like well are you going outside of exercising and doing all that again i was like no i've been eating pizza hut you know five for five getting these wings and pizza she's like yeah um you need to go go back outside and work it work it out at least for like an hour just walk around for an hour or something okay and i was like okay hung up that call what happened knock 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 dominoes how you doing dominoes (laughs) baby yes hopefully she don't watch this (laughs) No, I mean, I would have told her, I would have said, oh, I'm so sorry. That's the new filter. I think it's a, as a, your telehealth filter. That's that's what's on there. No, I could have said that, but it wasn't a telehealth. It was a Zoom call. So bitch, I could have fake that. And I couldn't fake it. Say, oh, girl, it's the angles. Because it was the same thing. I was just like, yeah, girl, it's this pizza life. It's just a pizza. Uh, what would you say is the biggest myth Conception of you is that I mean really people think you're yeah. mean oh yeah everybody think I mean I am mean if I don't know you I my, my face is a twenty four seven resting bitch face so I could be having a time of my life but I'm just gonna look at look at me like mm-hmm. like I'm like I'm unbothered because people are like oh you should smile you should smile never tell me to smile because that's just gonna piss me off even more I don't smile because I don't want wrinkles I'm trying to look like a a, a vampire like eternal youthful now you know. Yes. But everybody think I'm like me, and I'm like, I am the nicest, what I call, I'm like, I am the nicest, meanest person you'll ever meet. The only time I mean is if you cross me or you cross my friends. Other than that, I zone out to my own world a lot. And you may look like, you, you may look at me and be like, oh, that bitch is mean. No, nah, bitch, I'm having a conversation with Mystique in my head, and we just zone the fuck out. Like, like, damn. You, like, you're so funny, and you, you don't even try to be. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. I just start talking and I start talking and everybody's like, this is fucking hilarious. I'm like, thank you. But it was like, I'm just talking. 
like i want you to have your own podcast now like i want you to just like be taught just talk just hit the record <laughs> button and talk i'm like <laughs> i i do want to ask you you were on the show as mystique summers madison so when did you drop the madison and what made you I've been dropped it. It's just because my contract and paperwork said Madison on it. They had they that was that was their excuse to saying we have to keep saying Madison. Don't blame it on that asset. Don't blame it on that asset. <laughs> I might have to perform that. Don't blame it on that edit. Bitch of Chicago, don't blame it. Yeah, I think ah! you should. See? Oh, bitch. I'm done. Uh. <laughs> Well, as we close all of this out, I, I have a, like, you know, my closing questions out for you. I would love to know what is on your roster for the rest of the year. Do you have any like plans for anything? Where can people come out to see you? Like, and what is the Mystique show like? Like, what can people get into if they've never seen you perform before? If they've never seen me perform, be ready to get into your feelings. Because all my music selections is always based on my emotions at that time of that mm. time. So people know what I what I'm going through because because you know drag is my therapy. It's cheaper that way. Like no, it might be cheaper to get an actual therapist. <laughs> Come on, think, I'm thinking about like it might be cheaper to get a real therapist and doing all this shit. But uh, the whole whole experience it's it's I'm not a one trick pony. It's all about okay. So this is how I normally describe it. Whatever's going on in your world, you can have a mass murder going on in your family and blah, 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 blah. You came to a bar to escape. My job is to invite you into my world to escape so you can feel safety and have fun for the short amount of time that you're with me before you have to go back and face the real world. So everything that I do in my show is all about high energy and having fun. I buy people drinks. I do all this stuff. I, I don't care. It's all about we're together. Let's just have fun with this. But that's that's like the mystique experience. Unless we're at a leather bar, then that's a whole different type of experience. But um, you can find me like you can find me at different places. Like this year, um, I I have brunch next month on December fifth at um, the Western Hotel in Irving. This weekend, I'm in Portland um, at CC Slaughter's. Then next year, I got to figure out what I'm doing for DragCon because mm-hmm. I just submitted all that stuff. But yeah, you're, you're going to be coming to my booth is where you're going to be, too. You're going to stop by. Why that sound kind of like a sexual in the window? But OK, let's go. I don't know. Because you just said you're going to be having to come to my booth. I'm like, oh, that, oh, that whisper, the voice went a little deep. Yes, OK, well, let me go get my harness and everything. Let's go. Oh! Oh, wait, wait a minute. Is that the Mystique Is Is that the Mystique? Okay, so when you D is when you D drag and when you are no longer Mystique, are you into leather and stuff? I'm a former leather boy before drag. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, stop. You didn't know that? A lot of people knew. A lot of people know that. I used to I used to have this tagline called Daddy Tested Bear Approved. I used to use that a lot. Then I was like, okay, let me just change this one out. Oh, so so do you like a good harness? Oh, yeah, I have a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Viewers or listeners, whichever one you are doing right now, um, <laughs> take that moment in, sexualize it. <laughs> Come on, sexualize it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? 
would you say was, I always ask people because this is called Exposed. I ask people to expose something that happened on Drag Race, either behind the scenes or that didn't make it to camera that you really wish would have, or maybe it was the heartfelt moment or something that you took away, or maybe it was the shittiest experience of your life. Was there something that didn't make it to air that you wish would have? Don't blame it on the edit. Don't blame it. No. So I'll give y'all one, because I, I tell people the, the, the same, same thing. Because if you remember on episode, you can say episode one, where everybody was like bitching, bitching to me about, oh, just pad the mannequin to your size, blah, 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 blah and shit like that. When what pe- people don't know is when you fill out the application, they ask you for your mannequin size. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 it gets worse. Episode four, when I went home, episode four, someone told me miraculously there is a mannequin my size pop up on season four after I went home. Oh, mm. blame it on the edit. <laughs> or a story producer. Who knows? Blame it on whoever. But it was, it was the many, 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 many years ago. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, I don't live in the past. I don't live with, like, regrets. Because people That's ask good. me, do you regret anything on the show? I'm like, no, I don't regret nothing. If I was back back then, I'd still do it the same. Because if I regret anything I did I did in the past, it was me. I'm, living, I'm still living in the past. For me to grow and be who I am now, I have to go through all that shit to make me feel a better person. Yeah, you shouldn't. And I'll also say to you that even though you did not have that dress form in your size, if you did have the dress form in your size, you may not have gotten that, that untucked moment. That's right. And we would have never known you were from Chicago. Right, and all these girls would have been, been just getting $1,000 bookings nowadays. Mm-hmm. My, my last question for you is, what is a message that you have for our beautiful LGBTQIA plus community? Live with no regrets. Say what you mean. You don't, don't sugarcoat anything to nobody. People, if people get upset with you, then that's on them. That's their feelings. That's not yours. Live your truth. Just say what you mean, because that's the best way you're going to get it out. Because if you don't get it out, it's going to eat inside you. And you thought, oh, I should have said that. I should have did that. I should have did all this. Should have, could have, would have. Who cares? Just do whatever. Just be free. Oh, I love that. Do whatever and be free. And also, those at home, you need to do whatever you can to go see and follow Mystique Summers. Mystique, where are you on the socials? Well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Mystique Summers. You can follow uh, my makeup page and skincare pages, DLS Artistry on Instagram. You can find me on Scruff, Bear411, Growler, all those applications and everything. Yeah, if you just Google search Mystique Summers, you'll, you pretty much can find me. I answer to everybody, you know. I'm not one of the people that I feel like I'm too good to answer to comments and all that stuff. You send me a comment, you send me a question about anything, I'll comment and be like, hey, X, Y, Z, this is what you do. Because that's, that's, how, that's how the world should be. Mm. And not as stuck up as half these one-trick ponies are. I agree with you there. I agree. I'm sorry, I just want to keep going. But my last question, once again, last. But um, (laughs) what would you, if you had to do makeup on me, I want to know what look you would go for. Like, what colors would you think? Color-wise, I would probably, 
Well, I'm obsessed with Golden Blues, but for you, I'll probably hit like this, like nice peachy color right here. Because it's a very, very vibrant peachy. Then I will probably hit the blue in the crease. Then I'm going to add it with the royal blue. Then for smoke the a lower ash, lower lash line with green. I'm that's visualizing. A- that's beauty. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like all the palaces by me. I could be like, well, what I want to do, I can hit these colors. <laughs> I have like, I have like thirty palettes by me right now. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Mystique, for being here with me today and exposing yourself. Make sure to follow Mystique on all those socials. Go check out some of the shows that she's in. She gave you some of those, and she's going to be in Texas, too. Um, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for supporting. Be sure to let me know what your favorite part was down below. Subscribe, rate, all of those good things. And until next time, I'm Joseph Shepard, and that is Mystique Summers. Bye. Expose yourself. Show them what you're all about. You're right.